Did you miss me? <laughs> I don't know whether you did or not. My man held it down Friday. What's up, big baby? I did it. What's I going did it. on? You did, you, you, did that you did that, that thing. You, you, you did that mm-hmm. thing. You did that thing. But guess what? Sorry, you cowboy fans. I'm here in LA. I'm gonna be at that game tonight. I'm gonna be at that game tonight watching y'all lose this game. But before we get into all of that, the 49ers lost. Ooh. I mean, did the Eagles lost? Mm. There are no undefeated teams in the National Football League right now, Shannon. Maybe you should give them that outfit, man. Maybe it may get give a bright spot. It might have would have helped some of those quarterbacks. Might have helped. Might have. You heard him, Molly. You heard me. You heard him. Right. First taste in the house. We ready. Good day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into First Take. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith. I'm Molly Karam. Essay, how was your birthday? The birthday was wonderful. Thank you all for wishing me happy birthday. Got a happy birthday wish from him, you, and everybody else. Appreciate all the love. And to my beautiful daughters, they made Daddy very, very happy on his birthday. So (laughs) I cannot complain. That's what we like to hear. Shannon, how you feeling? Looking clean? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Molly, how are you today? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, And then there were none, as in no undefeated teams left. First, the Jets lost our quarterback Aaron Rodgers on their fourth play of the season, and now their defense taking it out on elite QBs they face. The Jets intercepted Jalen Hurts three times twice in the fourth quarter to spark a 2014 upset of the previously undefeated Eagles. Robert Sala has full confidence in his defense. Through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And uh, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. We'll always be in all these games. I don't. I think we can go toe to toe with anybody. Meanwhile, staying in the NFC, Debo Samuel departed Sunday's game against the Browns late in the first quarter with a shoulder injury. The Niners also lost running back Christian McCaffrey in the second half to an oblique injury. The Niners fell to Cleveland, who is without starting quarterback Deshaun Watson. Here's Niners QB Brock Purdy on the first regular season loss of his career. I feel like we failed you know, our own expectations today in terms of playing our best. I feel like I didn't play to the standard that I, I need to. It's the NFL, you, you get opportunities, you gotta take advantage of them. Definitely gonna be real about it and we, got, we all gotta you know, look ourselves in the mirror and, and see the flaws and stuff and, and uh, get better from it, but it starts with me. All right, uh, look who's here, Dan Orlovsky. I like the haircut. Do you do something different? Uh, I get a haircut tomorrow. No, I don't think I did anything oh, different. No. Looks like you spiked it up. Like, yeah. the, like the full look. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate to, it. Way to go, kid, on a Monday. Bring your Thank A you. game. Thank uh, you. Stephen A. More Happy dis- birthday, Stephen A. I didn't, get, I didn't know it was your birthday. Happy birthday. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, bro. Shannon, what's up, boss? I'm good. I'm good, Dio. Good to see you, Bob. Uh, SA, more disappointing loss than Niners or the Eagles? Well, to me, it was the Eagles. I- I'm sorry, guys. I feel that way. Um, listen, we understand how anemic. The Eagles, uh, you know, the New York Jets offense is expected to be with Zach Wilson at the quarterback spot. You're the Philadelphia Eagles. You're an undefeated team, which, by the way, I haven't liked the way they've looked all season. They mm-hmm. haven't looked like the reigning defending NFC champions. But you come into this game, and we understand what you're up against. This defense is real. We get all of that. But that was with D.J. Reed, and that was with Sauce Gardner. They were out. They didn't play yesterday, and for you not to have to deal with them and for the Jets' defense to ravage you the way that it did, I think that that was a telling sign to me about the Philadelphia Eagles not being what we expected them to be offensively. Jalen Hurts, when he's under pressure, his record is like 3-7 and seven and 10 starts when, he, when he's pressured 40% of the time or more, uh, uh, Shannon and D.O., and because of that, I'm just looking at it from that perspective. I don't like the way he's looked. They couldn't get anything going with their running game. A.J. Brown was that dude, no 
doubt about that. Devontae Smith dropping passes right in his hands. I'm just looking at it from a collective perspective, and I'm saying to myself, to this New York Jets team, the defense is all world. Make no mistake about it. We understand why the New York Jets and their fan base fantasized about Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers was healthy because the defense is like that. But for the Eagles to look the way that they look without Sauce Gardner, without DJ there, and to still struggle the way that they did, even though I give the Jets defense a lot of props, this was a game the Eagles were supposed to win, and they didn't get it done. Well, considering that you said, this is where I disagree with you, considering you said the Eagles have been playing bad all year, okay. they haven't looked the way you expected them to look all year long. Right. So we probably shouldn't be surprised by this, although Jalen Hurts has been playing pretty bad, and it, uh, uh, it came to a head yesterday. I'm okay. going with the San Francisco 49ers because you lost to P.J. Walker. No Deshaun Watson. No all-pro running back in Nick Chubb. They were down their best offensive line in Conklin. And you do that? This was a Kyle Shanahan. 215 yards of total offense. That's their lowest output under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. It's the lowest output for a Kyle Shanahan offense since 2014. You lost to P.J. Walker. And Brock Purdy, here's the thing. Brock Purdy has to do a better job. Well, it's raining, it's raining. Well, the hell, it wasn't like P.J. Walker was playing from a phone booth. It was raining on him, too. <laughs> so he had to throw the ball in the rain just like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy didn't look good yesterday. He was spewing the ball all over the field. He was late with throws that cost him uh, that cost him an interception. And, and uh, Jim Schwartz, his defense, the uh, Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator, he does a great job of pressure. Now, he can just get you with four man because he has Miles Garrett, because he has Zadarius Smith. And that back end did an excellent job once Debo went out, once Christian McCaffrey. So now, we can zero in on Ayuk, we can zero in on Kittle. And it made it very very, very difficult for Brock Purdy. So for me, the bigger disappointment was the San Francisco 49ers because, they, if I'm not mistaken, they were probably a, uh, uh, probably a two-score favorite going into that game. Mm -hmm. And they did that with no Deshaun Watson. They did that with no Nick Chubb and one of their, and their best offensive okay. linemen. So I'm most disappointed and most surprised by the, uh, uh, the 49ers losing. Go ahead, yeah, for me, it's Philadelphia and the one reason. The strength of their football team got handled in a way that I have never seen before since they've all been together. The offensive line for Philadelphia got beat up by the Jets' defensive line. I have never seen that offensive line get beat up the way that they did. Now, Lane Johnson going out in got that hurt. game absolutely hurt. factored in. But this was a game where we saw two things. That offensive line got beat up, and Jalen Hurts, who is as, as consistent as the sun rising, was inconsistent. Jalen Hurts started as that game went on, started to feel that pressure. And, and Shannon, you know this. Like you, th th that, that rush for the Jets started to just crack him just a little bit. And in that fourth quarter, we saw him leave clean pockets too early. We saw him hold on to the football in unnecessary situations. We saw him rush. That last interception is absolutely a product of that. That is not something we saw last year from this football team. That is not something we saw last year. This play right here, look at his feet. They're parallel to the line yes. of scrimmage. He's falling back. back he would have never done that in the first quarter. And so we didn't see that from that football team last year. And as, as like last week you watched them play against the Rams, Philadelphia, and you're like, man, that, that's who you guys are. That's the, the defending NFC champion. And then this, this week it was fall back. The, the roller coaster ride right now that I see from – the Eagles' offense just makes me a little wow. bit uneasy. That, that's why to lose this game, and mm -hmm. realistically, your defense gave up 12. You know, they right. kind of let the Jets score at the end mm -hmm. and give away the game because right. of that with the turnovers. It's Philly for me.
Well, first of all, a couple of things. Number one, let's, I brought up that stat about being three and seven and ten starts when he's pressured 40% or more. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. He's 25 and five when he's pressured fewer than times. So the word is out about him. Put pressure on him, Shannon. Apply pressure on him, and then he might get a bit yeah. rattled, okay? Secondly, he's second in the league. Top is second in the league in interceptions. Only Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown more. He's got seven. Jimmy Garoppolo has got eight. Obviously, Mac Jones got seven as well. So we see something with the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, losing your offensive coordinator. Both your coordinators went and got head coach jobs in Indianapolis and Arizona, respectively. We get all of that. But let me get back to you, uh, Shannon Sharp. Where is your compassion, sir? Where is your compassion? Debo Samuel got hurt. Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Now, I understand P.J. Walker. I understand you, you lost to P.J. Walker, who, by the way, wasn't playing in the fumble. Like you said, it was raining on him, too. He didn't have an umbrella or anything. P.J. Walker, P.J. Tucker, it doesn't matter. You should have won that game. I feel you on that. But Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel have both gotten hurt now. Yeah. And, and by the way, let me let me throw this out to you. I get you, and, and listen, we're going to get to Brock Purdy in a second because yes. I got some stuff to say about him. But the bottom line is, if you lose, Chris, did you say Christian McCaffrey is the leading MVP candidate? Yeah, he was. Ain't yeah. Debo that dude? Yeah. I mean, if you lose two of your primary weapons in Cleveland weather with it raining, with Lake Erie, that wind, I mean, come on, Shannon. Yeah. Stephen, uh, you got to take that into consideration. Goal. You, you missed a field goal at the end, too. Like, in many goal. ways, I they mean, go down and should win the what game. What about that, Shannon? Hold on. But the thing is, is that long as you don't turn the ball over, has he looked, did he look yesterday like he did in any of the previous games? No, no he did not. No. And you talk about Purdy. Purdy, about Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. We're talking about Brock Purdy. We're gonna get to Brock Purdy. Yes, Dio, let me let me fall, sure. let me go back to you on, on your Jalen yes, Hurts. Jalen Hurts has seven interceptions. He had six all of last year. So he had four coming into it. Jalen Hurts hasn't played well all year. That's and true. every time I bring that up, people say I'm hating on Jalen Hurts. Oh, Shannon, you got this. I'm saying what I try to do is that I try to be like a meteorologist and I try to predict. I try to predict there are minefields out there. If you're if you're not watching closely, most fans, most fans, Stephen A, they want, okay, we scored good. Okay, they got a sack good. But me, Dio, the way we analyze the game, we're looking at why did you get a sack? Why did you score? And so what happens, Mike Shanahan told me something in 1995, Stephen A, and it stuck with me to this day. Okay. I had 180 yards in a game, and I was offensive player of the game, and he called me up and he showed me film in his office. He said, Shannon, I'll never accept anything in a win, I wouldn't in a loss. He said, because what is transpiring is because the Eagles were winning, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to gloss over Jalen Hurts' play. Mm-hmm. Now it's come to a head. Now everybody, you got no choice but, but to we have, But we didn't gloss over it. First, yes. first of all, don't use the rat analogy of a meteorologist. All meteorologists throughout no. the country, they can't get anything right. right. They can't get anything right. The the right. It's, not, it's, not good, it's not a good thing, Shannon. It's not a good thing, okay? Well, but, we, we, we try to predict, though. Okay. We try to predict. I, I get what you're saying, but the point is, man, it's like, look. They came into the season. We knew they lost both coordinators. Yes. Not only that, they lost both their safeties and free agency. We yes. saw all of this, right? And so we anticipate. And not only that, we're looking at him and we say, okay, he got him to the Super Bowl. There were still question marks mm-hmm. about him. You brought all of this stuff up. See, I don't need a meteorologist. I'm listening to Shannon. I'm listening to Dio. I'm listening to RC. I'm listening to Swagoo. Right. I, got, I got my own meteorologist. They're better than meteorologists, yes. okay? I don't need yes. that. Yes. I'm looking at it, but I'm like, yo, we don't like what the Eagles are seeing. Consi- from, we don't like what we're seeing from them consistently. consistently. 
We even had a time when we were wondering about A.J. Brown until he showed up in the last four games. Got over 500 receiving yards, 42 receptions over the last four games. Yes. I'm just saying, you look at the Eagles, it's been a question mark all season long, but it's been a lot of components that come into it, Shannon. Just all you have to do, you listen, we know the Jets offensively, D.O., they're challenged offensively. The one thing that you can't do if you play the Jets is turn the football over. over. What what happened to Buffalo? They had four turnovers. What happened yesterday? Four turnovers. What happened to the Broncos? Three turnovers. So now you got 11 turnovers in three games. And and if you you don't turn the ball over, you have an excellent chance because the likelihood of the Jets offense driving the football consistently is not very good. I just think they got to get their consistency back on offense. To your point, like new offensive coordinator Brian Johnson and whatnot, Jalen Hurts has held the ball way too much in the last two games. I don't want to say like the internal clock for Jalen is broken, but it just feels like the the efficiency of the offense is not there. I love A.J. Brown. I love him. I think he's awesome. They're giving him the ball too much in my eyes. I've said this for three weeks now. Too much. The the, the lack of Devontae Smith in this offense is starting to rear itself a little bit. And I know Stephen A. Shannon, like, he had those two drops yesterday. That's totally fair. We know the type of player that Devontae Smith is. So, they've got to figure out who they are with with offensive football this year. That's why I sit there and I go, if you're Philadelphia, you're playing against a team. One, the San Francisco 49ers had already lost. So you realize the gravity of the game. Like, now we can totally take state claim of the one seed in the mm-hmm. NFC because it was a night game. You're playing a team that was out with it without their offensive lineman, their best one, Elijah Vera Tucker, not playing for the Jets. You're playing mm-hmm. without a team without two of their starting corners. They got three of their starting corners and secondary-wise are out. I just right. sit there and I go – to play in that way mm-hmm. when that wasn't who you were last year, that to me is the more disappointing loss. The 49ers Question. missed two field goals, a game winner, 12 penalties without their two best players. That's why it's Philly for me more. Well, first all right, of all, I'll last never, word here. I, I, don't know, I, I might disagree with you a little bit, but I love how you hold the players accountable. Way to go, my brother. Way to go. I'm ready, ready. I like that. There ain't no problems. But I will say this. I asked y'all both this question real quick before we get to Purdy. When you bring up Devontae Smith, it's just me. It's just a question, you know. You know, I mean, AJ Brown is that dude. He's right. a rough rider. Yes. He catches ball. You saw him breaking tackles yes. after the catch was yes. what he was doing. Yes. This brother's sensational. Yes. Is it possible, Dio? Is it possible, yes, Shannon? That one of the reasons they ain't going to Devontae Smith a little bit more is because you get a little physical with him. You might hear some footsteps. We know how skilled he is. We yeah. know how big time he is. I'm asking the question. I don't know, Dan. I'm okay. asking. I, I do don't not- know. I I'm don't think asking, that's the is, case. Is, is no. That, uh, no, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure because, again, if I got A.J. Brown to be worried about, right, I'm looking at the stud that he is, and I want to try to key on him. And we're sitting up there, put a hat on this brother right here. Right. Put on him once or twice, something will happen. And I'm looking at those two drops, very yeah. uncharacteristic. I didn't expect to see that from Devontae Smith yesterday. Let me tell you why. Okay. One or two, one A receivers or one B receivers, you give them the ball early, you'll have them late. You mm. cannot give him the ball early and then expect him to come. That's like asking Michael Jordan or your first or second best player. Now, we don't want you to shoot any yep. shots the first three quarters. Yep. But here we are late in the ball game. Right. We're going to give you see, the ball. See, mm-hmm. see, that's another bad example. That's another <laughs> Mr. LeBron. That's another bad example. Because Michael Jordan was somebody you could sit up there and go like this. We'll ignore you for now because we need to get these others involved. And at a moment's notice, he could go out there and the drop 20 in the, the league in shots nine times. I'm trying to tell you. The man I, led the I, league I, That is not the point. That is not the point. That is not the point, You know good 
Jordan, Jordan gets about eight that, shots that, in the first right, quarter. That's right, and he could take off three quarters you and still close for you. No this is what he could do, but we'll move on, Molly. I'm just, I'm, I'm just setting the stage for basketball. <laughs> yeah, I'm just setting My the stage for you. My guy never led the league in shots. Hey, never led the league in shots. Your guy, your guy. We have that plenty was of there, time to talk about MJ. Had on a nice warm-up suit. Can we get into Mr. Irrelevant, please? He did. All right, are we done? There we go. We're done. Uh, We're done. We're thank done. you. As mentioned earlier, yesterday was the first regular season loss for San Fran quarterback Brock Purdy. Last week, our Ryan Clark made the case that Purdy was an elite quarterback. Now, uh, Shannon, you were all over social media about this topic. I want to start yeah. with you here. Is yeah. Brock Purdy an elite QB? No, and it's okay. And people keep saying, well, Shannon, he's better than anything Kyle Shanahan has ever, ever had in San Francisco. True. But that doesn't, mean he's, that doesn't mean he's elite. There was a time, once upon a time, D.O., I'm a little older than you, Stephen, that you were around the league and you covered it. Right. Guys normally had to put in time. You had to earn Pro Bowls. You had to earn All Pros. Right. You had to be an MVP or get to Super Bowl to be considered elite or great. Now since social media, because everything happened instantaneous, you become instantaneous famous, you can become instantaneous rich. Everybody wants that same thing with his athletes. You have a couple of good games, he's elite. He's great. He's a good player, but he's not elite, and it's okay. That doesn't mean because he's not elite that he's a bum. You yeah. can be in between. There's only a handful, maybe two or three guys that I would consider elite given their level of play over a period of time. The only guy that I can go back and off the top of my head in the last de decade that we said that was elite after one season was Patrick Mahomes because you don't accidentally throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards in a season. And then he followed that season up with a Super Bowl MVP. But Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but he's not elite. He hadn't put enough time in and been consistent consistent enough, long enough to be considered elite. Go ahead, D.L. All right, so first of all, I think, yes, he, he's an elite NFL quarterback because the production is elite. Now, Shannon, we're going to get into it a little bit here, okay? Number one, okay. this is going to be about how you define elite, whatever. I define elite as this. What do you do in two different situations? Number one, when it's really good around you. When we got a good offense, we got a good scheme, play calling wise, and we got really good players. Can you play at an incredibly high level very consistently? Brock Purdy has checked that, absolutely. Okay. Or when we are a little bit depleted, when maybe, maybe the, the left tackle is not there, our backup wide receivers is the guy to be the number one because the starter's out. Can you carry us just a little bit? Can you still play at a high level? We haven't seen that version of Brock Purdy. We haven't no, we seen have that. Not. He hasn't been asked to be in that version. We've seen that with Patrick. We've seen it with Josh Allen. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson. Here's why I, I sit there and say the elite is a thing. I have a question. I want you to answer this, guys. Last year, the guy who was the MVP for most of the season was Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Was that not the best place in the NFL to play quarterback last year? Yes. Yeah. Did he, play, did, did he play at such a high level consistently that we had to say he's playing MVP level football, yes, elite yes, level football? Yes, then that yes. We, then we have to say the same about Brock Purdy. But you can we have play to say the same about Brock Purdy. Thing, we, can't, but, we can't laud Jalen Hurts for it and then knock but, Brock Purdy for it. But, but I'm saying he's playing at that level. That doesn't mean he's that, he's that guy. We've seen guys have great one seasons. You can do anything once, but can you do it over and over and over again? That's he's having another great jump. season, though. Hold on. He's having a great season, but let me help y'all both out because, I mean, y'all play. You know, I never ran out of the end zone, but damn it, you play. No! 
You, know, that's you played, all right? I did throw a bad first pitch. That's the equivalent of running out the damn end zone. Okay? We all in this together, Dio. We all in this together. I take my birthday wishes back. I take my birthday wishes. They're gone. There, there we go, right? But Shannon, see, we might disagree, but I'm your brother. I'm here for you. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your big little brother. Your okay. little big brother. I'm here for you. You make the right. You, you, you got the right position, but not the right points. Let me help you out here. Okay. You ever heard of Nick Mullins? Yes. Once passed for over 4,400 yards in his first 16 starts under Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know that brother. We know that brother ain't great. But he, he looked good. He right. looked good for a little while, right? right. We, you, you ever heard of Matt Ryan? Yes. That's league MVP under Shanahan. You ever heard of Matt Schaub? Yes. That's a Pro Bowl That's quarterback under, my, yes. uh, my, my, uh, under Shanahan. So what I'm trying to say is that it is entirely plausible, D.O., that Shannon call. is right. When we're looking at these quarterbacks, you got guys that show up, give you some good starts, show you what they're capable of doing under Shanahan's stewardship, but it doesn't necessarily equate to them being quote-unquote great. You know what I'm saying? All right, so, okay. You know what I'm saying? The, the number one objective is to produce. First of all, Matt Ryan's a fringe Hall of Famer. Some people would he say he's well, I, in I, the I Hall of Fame. I, I, I really didn't mean to throw Matt. I'm just saying that Matt Ryan, I know that he was an MVP. I know he got him to the Super Bowl. I just haven't gotten over the fact that he gave up a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl because he didn't want to run the so, Super Bowl. I haven't gotten so over I said I haven't recovered from Dio, it. But you're talking about a guy that played 16 years as opposed yeah. to a guy that played 16 starts. Damn. Well, we, oh, but we can only go off of what we have in those 16 oh. starts. He's got 23 touchdowns and four interceptions. He's I, got a passer rating over 110. We can yes. only – he's got one loss yeah, I, as a starter. Against the number one total defense. He's, I'm saying he's right. – I'm not saying that he's bad. But, okay. but in that – so, in other words, if he's elite, you have to put him with the eliteness of Mahomes. Because right no. now uh, – No, 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 no. Why not? That's ridiculous. Is he elite or not? Is he elite or not? I don't believe that. But what I'm okay. saying is you can't say you got that people compared to Mahomes. There's a bunch of people that don't compare to Mahomes. Why can't he just be good? Okay. Why can't he be good Because his production doesn't say that. Where, where do we – first of all, we got to get rid of the whole notion he's a system quarterback. Every great quarterback's a system quarterback. Joe Montana with Bill Walsh, Tom Brady with Josh McDaniels and Charlie Weiss, That's Patrick Mahomes with Dan. Andy Reid. Stop it, that, Dan. That's not the thing. There's plenty of dudes. I understand what you're saying, but the bottom line is this. You can tell the difference. You, especially knowing football the way yeah. that you do, and you knowing football the way you There are plenty of dudes that you can look at and you can say, it don't matter what damn system they're in. Well, yes, they're yes. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to imply that. You don't need the system that, to, to, but to, to, to them to go that. play great. I'm not, Patrick Mahomes could go play at the, my local high school's offense, and he's going to be okay. unbelievable. No right. doubt. That's what yes, I'm, I'm saying. Not, right. I'm not okay. trying to apply that. Okay. But, again, what are you – it, but here's my, my example of last year. Jalen Hurts was playing on an offense that was the number one run offense in the NFL. It was an RPO zone read-centric offense. He had one of the top ten wide receiver in the NFL. He's got one of the five best tight ends in the NFL. A tremendous number two in Devontae Smith. A defense that I think historically set records with sacks. So it's a good place to play quarterback. He played at an MVP level. That placed Jalen yes. to the – then why can't Brock Purdy be in that conversation? But, but here's the thing. i give you an example. Tom Brady, he took a team, came off the bench, led them to a Super Bowl. Not one person said Tom Brady was elite after that first season. Not one. So what's the difference, Dio? We, so I'm going to give it to you. They, he won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl MVP. But and then he ended person. up becoming elite. 
Okay, I'm not saying he can't become elite. I'm just saying he's, he's not, not that good. Well, we have at, no – here's moment. my thing. We have, he no, said, evidence. have no evidence. We have no evidence that says he's not. So all we can go off of is what is he doing when we're watching it? What is – I watched this guy throw so the ball Dak before people elite. are open. Well, Dak Prescott elite his rookie season. He won 13 games. He won 12, no. 13 games in a row. Why no. not? He won. You basing it on winning. You can only go by what we're no, seeing no, no, right now. I'm not now. basing it off winning. winning. I'm not basing it off winning. I'm not. I'm not. I'm basing it off of what I watched the guy do. What I watched the guy do was throw the, the ball before cats are open, and he doesn't give the ball away. You, what I want you, you guys to do is make the right place at the right decision at the right time. Did you not That's see Dak Prescott his rookie season? I played against him. We played pre- against him. Okay. He was really good. He was oh, really good. He was the really greatest good. offensive line I've ever seen in the history of the game. On. I just want to make sure I hear you correctly. <laughs> Dak Prescott was really good. He wasn't elite. But Brock Purdy is elite, not really good. Okay? Yes. All right, all right, all right, uh, all right, guys. Hey, hey, Dan, hey, Dan Olowski. Dan Olowski. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He kind of got you there. No, he didn't. Yeah. You guys still haven't. You guys still haven't yeah, refuted my yeah, argument yeah, off yeah, of last year yeah, with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, hey, hey, you hey, still Dan. haven't refuted hey, it. Dan. All right. He kind of got you there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my. Get no girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Molly's phone has rang three times, guys. I know. Come right? on, Molly. And, 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 and Molly, and Molly be doing some things. Molly be doing something live and something. No, no, no. I'm telling you, live and something. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. 
pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma, find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. All right, let's check in on a few one-win teams. The Giants led 6-0 entering the fourth quarter and were up 9-7 late, but a pair of drives that stalled at the one-yard line dashed any hopes of them upsetting the Bills. In Chicago, the Bears lost to the Vikings, extending their franchise worst home losing streak to 10 straight. Making matters worse, Justin Fields left the game in the third quarter with a right hand injury. And the Patriots scored nearly as many points as they had in their previous three games combined, but it wasn't enough. They lost to the Raiders and dropped to one and five for the first time since 1995. Rex Ryan joining the party. Hi, Rex. Hi, how are you? Great. <laughs> Sexy Great to have Rex. you with us. <laughs> yeah. Sexy Rex. What's up, man? What's going on? I am doing fantastic. Why? Did the Jets win? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's it's crazy. They're done. They're done. Three oh, three. no, they're not. I know. Um, and, and Aaron was out there throwing. I mean, I don't even know what's happening. I don't uh, know about that. Rex, I'll start with you. Which of these fan bases, Giants, Bears, or Patriots, should feel the most hopeless? Oh, I've waited for years to say this. Wow. The Patriots. The Patriots are the most hopeless franchise right now. And wow. man, oh man, I'm just being real because they are. There's no talent there. Like, who's their best player on the field? Because you don't have Judon, you don't have Gonzalez, Christian Barmore. I can't name anybody else that, that I would want on my team. So to me, yes, it's hopeless. The quarterback's awful. The, the team, there's no, there's no energy. There's no passion. I look at this offense and I see nothing. And, and to me, that's the biggest thing. If, if I'm a fan of the Patriots, I'm like, where is the energy? And I don't see it out of this group. And I look at the quarterback and there he is, old sourpuss over there. And you know what? Every fan's <laughs> like, hey, we, we can't stand how you're playing. And let's go. You got to show it, and if you don't have that energy yourself as a quarterback, how's your teammates gonna gonna uh, feed off you? So to me, I think right now, the most uh, hopeless franchise would be New England, even though you got the best coach in the league. Mm. Well, for me, it's all four because all four of them have an illness that can't be cured, and it's called losing. Right. When you look at it, you said something very interesting. Look at all of their quarterback play. Look at Daniel Jones. Look at Fields. Look at uh, Russell Wilson. And look at Mac Jones. Now, you tell me the light at the end of the tunnel that those fan bases say, you, man, we got our guy. It looks like, for me, Chicago's like, nah, we're not going to pass up two quarterbacks mm -hmm. in a row. Right. They passed on uh, 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 Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. They're not going to pass on Caleb Williams. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's going to be – this is two and done, and he's mm -hmm. up out of there. Coach Belichick seemingly can't wait to the end of the season because every time that Mac Jones struggled the slightest, he inserts Bailey Zappi. And then you look at Tyrod Taylor, he looked better last night than Daniel Jones had looked at any point in time in the season, maybe with the exception of the, uh, uh, the Arizona Cardinals game. But when you got court, your quarterback play is that abysmal. There is no bright light. There is no – because at least the Jets can say, you know what, but the Jets are struggling. But Aaron Rodgers is going to come back at some point. Who's coming in for those four respective teams that's going to say, you know what, they can provide a glimmer of, a, a glimmer of hope, a ray of light. 
They're bad. They're all bad well, off, and well, they need the season to end immediately. Well, Shannon Sharp, uh, you know, you're a graduate of HBCU, my brother. Yes. I, I'm trying to figure out how the hell you got a multiple choice question and came up with all of them. Oh! I'll take the Broncos uh, okay, then. Okay, you take, I'll the, take the Broncos. Oh, man, I, well, I appreciate that, and I know that's emotional some, to some degree. It got to be, because I know how you feel about the Broncos. But I ain't mad yeah. I ain't mad at you. I know it's emotional. It's all right. It's all right. We got a $100 million coach, I mean, I mean, a, a 250 million all, million all, all I'm going to say to you is you, you know you usually the same about everybody, except for when it comes to the Broncos. That's when you seem like you need therapy. Anytime you talk about the Broncos, you need therapy. I'm here for you, bro. I'm here for you, bro. It is what it is. But I got to tell y'all something right now. I'm going to say the New York Giants. I'm huh? going to say that. Let me, let me break this down. Let me say this to you. The New England Patriots have a defense. What they, what they have is a bad GM playing as coach. That's what the damn problem is, which is why I said, Coach Rex, if, if I'm Robert Kraft, I call Bill Belichick in the office, and I'm going like this. Your duties as GM have come to an end. You are no longer picking the roster. You can coach for his effort forever because I know you're no. the best. But you can't pick this roster any longer. He's had too much time. Too many, two Pro Bowl selections in a decade. One was a punter and the other was a kick returner. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. All these damn positions. Y'all know it better than me. Offense, defense, special teams. And the only Pro Bowl selections you've made is a punter. And a kick returner. Oh, that's just embarrassing. That's just embarrassing. But I'm going to say this about the Giants. Let me throw some numbers while you're here, right? The Giants, look at this. Offense, a total of five touchdowns this season. 13 individual players have as many touchdowns as the New York Giants as a team mm. offensively this season. You went 10 for 19 on third downs, committed zero turnovers. And for the second straight week, you're still lost. You were 0-5 in the red zone. Brian Dable. And you gave Daniel Jones $40 million. And, if, and by the way, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm not encouraging anybody to fake nothing. But, but, but let's just say if I hurt my fingernail, that's caused to be on the Injury list. Okay, I mean that's what I'm doing. If I'm Saquon Barkley, why go out there and play with this team? Why go? Why mess up his future? You didn't give him the bag. Well, we you didn't give him the bag, and then he's supposed to jeopardize his future earnings by playing with hot garbage like that. The Giants are in a really bad situation. Okay, and oh by the way, last thing, Shannon. New England has the second worst scoring differential in the league this year at minus 80. Only one team is worse. The Giants. The only one team is worse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I look at the Giants right now. I live in Jersey. You understand? I got to pass MetLife Stadium most days. <laughs> that smell, that stench in East Rutherford, New Jersey, we used to think it was the swamp. It is now the Giants. The Giants are the reason that, 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 that the outer skirts of New York City through the, the Lincoln Tunnel is stinking up the Northeast Corridor. Oh it's because the damn Giants are stink. They, they just stink right now. I'm sorry, Shannon. That's how I feel about it. But when you look at Russ, and I mentioned, Sean Payton got $100 million. Right. Russ got a quarter of a million dollar contract. Okay. And they don't see – they gave up 70 points. They just – I mean, they just lost the ball game right. and scored nine, eight points. Yeah, but they got – you got – you. but see, you brought up Sean, Sean Payton and you brought up Russell Wilson. And they've gotten better this year. It's their defense that's been horrible. No, their worst off – their record last year was better than it is this oh, yeah, year. Oh, yeah, but whatever that was. And you said they Russell paid Wilson, your house. Is Russell Wilson and Sean Payton better offensively than they were last year? I can't tell. What? We're in the results business. You can't yeah. tell me because we got a we got we got a bigger name and the quarterback 
I mean, what, what, what do we you just You just lied to the American public. You said there's something you can't tell about football, and we know better. No, we but know no. how much you know your football. You can tell. No, you know you can tell. Then you know they've been off the no, Stop that. I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> Come Rex, on, man. Rex, before Come you jump on. in here, and Shannon, Shannon, to your point, the Broncos probably had the highest expectations. Having yes. Sean Payton and Russell he's Wilson and, and coming into that team. He's the Broncos. No, and, but and he's it's right. one team. That's the one team. This brother need Dr. Ray when it comes to the Broncos. Because Ray's supposed to have been the defensive coordinator in Denver. That's true. Well, that team would look a hell of a lot, lot different if they did. But <laughs> I'm going to say this. Yeah. I still believe that the Broncos have way more talent than, than New England does. So, mm-hmm. all right, and you got a better coach and things. So, uh, the Giants, they got a ton of injuries. They're, they're going to be better. They made the playoffs, for goodness sakes, last year. So, to me, it's clearly mm-hmm. – the New England oh, Patriots. The, One quick thing I want to say about the Broncos. Jerry, Judy, that brother Steve Smith might not be somebody you want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Leave that love. I just need leave that love. Hey, you, hold on. You tell me they Respect got talent. Rex, you said they got talent. I mean, what? They, they performing at the YMCA at Apollo? They can sing? They can dance? I mean, what? What kind of talent? I, I, didn't, know, know, but I, didn't, know, I didn't know you knew about the Apollo, my brother. <laughs> I didn't know you knew about the Apollo. New York City, man. New York City. I didn't know you knew about Apollo. Of course okay. I know about the Apollo. Shit, 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 shit. All right, we'll leave it there. The Patriots okay. are the only right. team that mm-hmm. hasn't scored 21 points this season. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
quick takes. Let's get it. The Liberty avoided a sweep in one game three yesterday at Holmes against the Aces 87-73. John Quill Jones led the way 27 points and the Aces lost star point guard Chelsea Gray who left the game hobbling in the fourth. S.A., talk to me. Big loss. I mean, yeah, I hope Chelsea yeah. Gray is great. She's too important. You can't lose her. She's a big-time player. Make no mistake about it. But I love the fact that the Liberty answered the call. I'm thinking about showing up there. I mean, I got to check my schedule, Molly. Got to see what I can pull up. But I'm trying to go there courtside, Shannon. I'm trying to go. I hope the WNBA let me sit courtside. That's what I want to do for this game. I'm going to try to get there Wednesday night. I'm excited. I think the Liberty has still got a chance. I want Chelsea Gray to get healthy. I want the, uh, the Aces to win. Yes. Okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm a, I'm a Wilson fan. I'm mad It's just New York. So I'm, nah, I'm, no. in de- I'm indebted you to Asia You stay in New York. We don't need I, nobody I else on our team. But I'm, in, I'm indebted to Asia, Asia Wilson, man. You, you know, she, Mike Wilbon and, and, and the NBA collaborated to throw ringers on the squad at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Weekend years ago when I was the coach. And they put ringers against me and said Asia Wilson was the only one that showed up for me. So I love her. So they conspired to make sure you lose. That's right. They conspired. <laughs> it's just, it was a, they conspired. It was a yeah. conspiracy. All right. I'll let you tell it. That's a good narrative. Or you were just out coached. Let's keep going. Tyree Kill, another monster game. It is on pace for more than 2,000 yards receiving. He also debuted his new celebration during the Finns' 42-21 win, which included him approaching someone at the back of the end zone, using the person's cell phone, doing a backflip while recording before celebrating with his teammates. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yes. Hill is well on his way to becoming the first 2,000-yard receiver as he's on pace for over 2,300 combined with the NFL leading six touchdown catches. The Cheetah has produced a whopping 160.8 fantasy points this season. Shannon Sharp, is Tyreek Hill the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL? Yes. He's completely changed the way the Miami Dolphins does business. Before he arrived there, the Dolphins was 27th in total offense, 22nd, and 25th. They finished sixth last year. They're number one this year. The 49ers, if you want Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers finished seventh and 21, fifth and 22. They're seventh this year. Mm -hmm. He's one of the few guys in the history of the game that can take a five-yard route and turn it into an 80-yard spectacular. Mm -hmm. He's a threat legitimately to hit his head on the goalpost Mm -hmm. every time he touched the football. Mm -hmm. He is the most dangerous man regardless of position. That man, number 10, 5'8", 195 pounds, strikes more fear in the heart of opposing coaches than any current player because of that speed and his ability to break the game open at any moment. Give me Tyreek Hill. First of all, I'm going to disagree with you, but not for the reasons that you think. Because you know how I feel about Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He's that dude. I, I've, I've said it many occasions. There's not a receiver in the National Football League that I'd want more than him. Mm-hmm. And I think he can get 2,000 yards. Oh, yeah, he season. definitely goes. He's spectac- stays healthy. He's, he's definitely that spectacular. It. But even though there's a clear discrepancy between him and everybody, he's got 18, 4, 814 receiving yards. Your next leading receiver is Waddle at 296, obviously. We get the discrepancy. But the thing about it is you have a multitude of weapons. The reason why I would disagree with you for this moment, Christian McCaffrey has a TD in every game this season. Yes. Okay? Nine total TDs, a second in the NFL of Mustard. And by the way, he's second in the league in scrimmage yards to Tyreek Hill. Here's the thing. You just brought up Purdy. 
And because even though you got Ayuk and you got Debo and you got Kittle and you got Kyle Shanahan calling plays, who's his primary target? His primary target is Christian McCaffrey yeah, because that's just a, that's your security blanket. Right. And so when I look at it from that perspective, because of what you highlighted as being somewhat the limitations of a Purdy, mm-hmm. I'm looking at how much Christian Caffrey is needed for him in order to excel. Whereas if you're Tyreek Hill, even though you're phenomenal, the bottom line is the multitude of weapons that Miami has available to them, along with the arm and the deep throwing ability that D.O. has highlighted that Tua has available to him. I'm saying because of that, I could look at Christian McCaffrey and say he's more val- he's even more valuable to San Francisco than Tyreek Hill is to Miami. D.O., I'm going to let you go take off after this. Sure. Do you remember what Tua looked like before Tyreek got there? They were beginning to say, we made the wrong decision. We should have taken well, Justin well, Herbert. Well, 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 yeah, but Shannon Sharp, I keep receipts. You highlighted in the past that Mike McDaniel wasn't their coach. That's what you said. Yeah. You said he wasn't their coach. And so, even though Brian Flores was there and yeah. what have you, the bottom yeah. line is we look at McDaniel and the job he's done and how prolific their offense has been, how innovative of a play caller he is, right. et cetera, et cetera. And we pointed that to that as being a real, real big issue as to why the Miami Dolphins have been so yes. successful offensively. Yes. And that's my response to that. They needed to go get a guy okay. like, like what Tua had in Alabama. Okay. When he had all those speed merchants, that's right. Judy and Waddle and, and Devontae. And that's, that's what he did. did. And Tyreek okay. changed the complete complexion. Okay. Go ahead, Dio. Both those guys are great players. The answer is Jason Kelsey. And this is a little bit different why the East Coast and West Coast. These, uh, you guys go to L- oh, yeah. You the guys center, go to L.A. The the Eagles. And ever beca- everything becomes like surface level. I think he's watching – I think, I think Dan, 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 Dan Orlovsky is clearly a fan of New Heights, the podcast with the Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, it's a great podcast. It's a great podcast, but he's clearly watching that a lot, and that has a lot to do with what Jason just Kelsey. came out of his mouth. It's Jason Kelsey. Because wow. a Tyreek Hill and or Christian McCaffrey do nothing without offensive linemen, okay? And they will be the first to tell you that. Jason Kelsey has, okay, number, number one, nine straight years he hasn't missed a game. Okay? Can't say that about yeah. Christian McCaffrey and or Tyreek Hill as an offensive lineman. And, and since he became their full-time starter, I think, in 2013, he's been a part of the best offensive line run game-wise four times. Been the best offensive line, the, the, the center of it, pass protection-wise, four times. Since he's been the center in Philadelphia, they've taken three quarterbacks and made them play at an incredibly high level, both or all, all three of Nick Foles on that Super Bowl run, Carson Wentz, and now Jalen Hurts. The Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is the best offensive line in football. They are the standard of offensive line in football. It would not be that without Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey's um, athleticism, Jason Kelsey's smarts, Jason Kelsey's toughness. This is the reason why Damn. this football team is – no, it's the truth. Dan, can truth. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um – He's great. Nobody's taking anything no, away from Jason Kelsey. Nothing. But is this today to be bringing up Jason Kelsey as that dude? After what we just saw the Jets defense do to Jalen Hurts yesterday? Yeah. So is this Christian the day McCa- to do that? Is today the day to bring up Christian McCaffrey? Oh, it is the day to bring up Reek. What about Reek? 
Did you see what Reek did? Tyreek Hill's awesome, up, but that he – I'm about to go out here. Hey, put keep the camera on me. I'm about to turn a backflip and hold my cell phone and take a First selfie. First of all, defenses need to stop playing press man coverage with no safety <laughs> help over the top to Tyreek Hill. So, they, I'm not saying – Tyreek Hill's amazing. Like, he's amazing. He's a, absolutely unbelievable. Jason Kelsey is the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. Value. Not – we're not – the question isn't the greatest. The Miami Dolphins still would be a top – Probably top like seven offense without Tyreek Hill. Top ten offense no, without Tyreek no, Hill. No, yes they would. No, yes they would. Because yes, because would. because what he does is that he you're able to run the football because they can't drop that safety down before the very reason you said because they don't want to play press man because but if you are. drop that you drop that safety down look at a chain. Them, guy, them guys are going 60 and 70 yards in the NFL. You don't see that normally. I, can, I, can, I think I play, I play 14 years. I probably can count on one hand how many times I've seen a team break a 60-yard run against the, in a game in which I was in. How many times have we seen Miami do it this year alone from their running backs? I, I, I'm not devaluing like Tyreek. He's unbelievable. But that offense would still be a good offense. I'm not saying great, not saying the number one offense, a good offense without Tyreek. The Philadelphia Eagles offensive line would not be nearly what they are, not this year, last year, or in the last like six or seven years, if not for Jason Kelsey. But look Lane at, Johnson, spectacular, spectacular. Mylotta's awesome. Jason Kelsey is everything to this offensive line. But I mean, I mean, I, I, look. For me, and I, and I think Kelsey, he's he's going to have a, a say and going to get some votes and some consideration for the Hall of Fame. But Creed Humphrey from from uh, um, from Kansas City is another is, is an outstanding. He's outstanding. He's not there Jason are, Kelsey though. There are no well, who's Tyreek in the history of the game? And, and uh, no, we're not just talking about because, hold on, if we want to go centers, I'll give you Dwight Stevens. I'll give you Jim Otto. I'll give you Dermani Dawson. I'll give you some great centers if you want great centers. Right, Randy when Moss? We talk about, when we talk about Tyreek, think about this. It's unbelievable. I mean, All right, we got to roll, guys, to hit the top of the hour. Andy, punt, Andy can return punts and kicks. That's Remember, right. he was a gadget guy, and he taught himself how to run the tree, and now he's unstoppable. Hey, unstoppable. All right. Unstoppable. The, the Chiefs offense without Tyreek last year went and won the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, we gotta leave yeah but they wanted a different way. No explosive play. They was Patrick Mahomes, Dinkin and Duncan, and he was great at it. But you see what 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 Tyreek opens it up. All right. Tyreek Hill has more than 150 receiving yards than any other player this season.